This is the Vidya Group Podcast. Welcome to the third episode of the Vidya Group Podcast. This is your host, Acharya, and today we're going to start talking about the Vidya of the Green Revolution. One of the first costs for the Green Revolution was a 60% increase in world population. So the world has undergone a population explosion from around 1 to 2 billion people before the Industrial Revolution to around close to 8 billion people today, like 7.71 billion people. So my question is, how is that beneficial? In the finest, final analysis, that could be our greatest cost. So when we talk about population, when you produce more food, you produce more people, and that's more people that need more food. So where is the net gain in that? Is that the goal of human society, is to maximize the number of people we can fit on one planet so that we have to expand to other planets? Or I don't get it. What, what was the net gain in increasing the population? So if we look around today and we see, well, we've, we're producing more food, but have we ended hunger? So even with sufficient food, even in surplus conditions, we still find that there's hunger in the world, and that's not because of yield of rice and wheat varieties. That's due to distribution and the politics of distribution of food and other forms of wealth. So I don't see that the Green Revolution itself solved any particular problem like hunger because hunger is still with us today. So this cost in terms of population increase means that we actually increase the stress on society we increase the population density of various areas. We increase water shortages. We increase diminishing per capita land holdings. We increase strained resources and we increase the negative impacts on the environment like deforestation, strip mining, toxic waste dumps and landfills, pollution, toxic rivers, desertification and so on. Consider that if the earth can naturally sustain one to two billion people through photosynthesis, then what good do we do humanity, other species, the earth, or even God by artificially increasing the population three or four times the carrying capacity of the earth? The population must naturally go down when the artificial inputs cease to be available. So far, we have tripled the human population and by 2050, it's projected that it will quadruple. 
So was the population increase of the Green Revolution a benefit? Clearly not. It was actually a disastrous cost that we're going to have to pay to mitigate for generations to come. So let's look at some of the other costs. Those were the costs to the human population. Now, the cost to the bulls and cows, and especially the bulls, were immediate. Tractorization due to mechanization in the Green Revolution made oxen unnecessary sources of traction literally overnight. And consequently, as bulls were being slaughtered as an economic policy, the logic followed that if you can kill bulls, then you can also kill underproductive cows as well. And so they did. So the killing of cows and bulls cost humanity its soul and state of peace. In fact, international warfare has escalated 10,000% in modern times since the advent of the Holy Roman Empire. Anyone can do the math. Increase in killing cows and oxen, which is against religious principles, causes international warfare. This is a stated fact, and this is an observable fact. So this is probably one of the biggest human costs in terms of the Green Revolution. Additionally, as chemical fertilizers and various types of chemical poisons, insecticides, and pesticides came into use, it made the bovine or cow urine and cow dung unnecessary sources of fertilization, further, further devaluing the cows and bulls. So, in addition to that, of course, the effects of the chemicals on the soil, bringing erosion, contamination of the underground water supply and the oceans, human health problems like cancer and other diseases affecting our various organs headed by our brains and central nervous systems. So all these costs added together, we have to look and see where was the offsetting benefit and in the final analysis, the conclusion is that there was no net value in the Green Revolution. It was a disastrous cost, and we're still paying to mitigate the effects of that cost. And when we measure spiritually, there's no question of the value of the Green Revolution. What gaineth a man if he acquires the entire earth, but loses his immortal soul? And that's essentially what happens when you kill cows and bulls and slaughter animals in the name of economic development, and the name of population explosion. The real problems behind the Green Revolution are from the policy outcomes of antiquated industrial era thinking by proud, atheistic, hedonistic technocrats sitting at the nation's policy and planning departments who are byproducts of modern liberal education and who worship at the altar of modern science. 
to them, sadhus, gurus, shastra, it's all mythology. For them, it's superstition, it's backwards, it's an obstacle to progress and happiness. So when they take our proposals to save Mother Cow and to use Gomutra and to ban Monsanto, when they take our proposals and put them into their spreadsheets and computer models, they show us how food production will go down without chemical fertilizers, without GMO seeds, and without culling, which means killing cows and bulls. For these people, the cow is not their mother, it's not divine, and it's not anything else but energy and food to be culled, killed, slaughtered, genetically modified, exploited for money. And the same goes with seeds. Now they're tinkering with the seeds with genetic, genetically modified organisms, GMOs. They're affecting the soil, it's affecting the bees, it's affecting the water supply. And these people call themselves rationalists, which is a fancy name for atheists. And as much as they're conversant with adharma and how to destroy the planet, they're wholly ignorant about dharma. And we need to affect that and we need to change that. And that's the whole point of systematically propagating spiritual knowledge to society at large and educating all peoples in the techniques of spiritual life in order to check the imbalance of values in life and to achieve real peace and unity in the world, beginning with these people who are making the policy decisions and proposals. Very soon, one day, they will also make a proposal to eat you and me. And that's already going on under the table. Cannibalism is the taboo, under counterculture, elite, the elites, globalists in the world are engaging in cannibalism and that's been documented. So very soon I predict that that will become public policy after all their failed attempts at GMO destroys our grains, our fruits, our milks and our vegetables which is predicted by Srila Vyasadeva and Srimad Bhagavatam as one of the symptoms of the age of Kali, that there will be no more grains, there will be no more fruits, no more vegetables, and no more milk. Tune in to our next podcast to hear the conclusion of this series on the Green Revolution and what the vidya is of the Vedic policy for population growth and food production. Thank you for joining the Vidya Group podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. You can also subscribe to our Vidya Group blog at vidyagroup.ml, where you will find our podcast, Twitter, and YouTube subscription links. This is the Vidya Group Podcast.